Money blocks. We all have them to some degree, but how are they created and how are they governing our lives? And more importantly, how do we change them quickly? Let's talk about it on this episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. Do you ever feel like you were made for more and you just don't know what this looks like yet? My name is Jordan Ulrich, and I've made it my mission to help people just like you align with your inner genius, lead a fulfilling life on your terms, and facilitate true transformation from the inside out. Authentic Success is here to challenge you, inspire you, and bring you actionable strategies for stepping into the highest version of yourself from some of the world's greatest minds. You were put here with a unique purpose. It's time that we discover it and bring it to life. This is the Authentic Success Podcast. Time freedom, location freedom, passive income, and the ability to turn what you love into what you do with an online course or coaching program, it's not too good to be true. And this was a journey that started for me years ago in which I'm laying you the entire roadmap in the upcoming Thrive Accelerator three-day workshop series. It'd be an honor to see you there. You can go to jordanulrich.com forward slash accelerator to grab a free spot. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. Now, if we are going to create life on our terms, we're going to have to talk about money. Money's a great topic to talk about. It's a fun topic to talk about. I'm going to share with you today some things about money blocks. Now, what I'm going to talk about today is strictly based off my own experience, neither right nor wrong, just a few things I've learned through dealing with a metric ton of money blocks, really, really wading through the mud of some of the old yucky money stories that had developed in my life and some of the horrible consequences. Well, I mean, not horrible. We're talking first world problems here, but uh, situations that had been created through having some of these money blocks. So first off, what are money blocks, right? What are money blocks? Well, typically a block when we look at a block, it has everything to do with our mindset, has everything to do with the patterns that are running in the subconscious mind. And a money block, let me give you a quick example. We have the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. The conscious mind is processing about 40 bits of information per second and is responsible for about 5% of what we do on a day-to-day basis. Then we have the beast. We have the subconscious mind processing over 20 million bits of information per second, responsible for 95% of what we do, what we have or don't have in our life. Does it make sense? We know which one uh, we really want to have on board with our goals. So money block, you know, let me give you a a quick example. Okay. This is a real time example, by the way, uh, of, of something I've done many times. You get into a bad money situation and you want, you're like, I'll do anything to figure this out and then you come across a money opportunity and you're like "Mm, no (laughs) you're like no not that one or someone's like yeah I'd love to work with you send me an invoice and and then you go like get a snack and you're like what am I doing 10 minutes ago I wanted this money more than anything and now now the opportunity's here and I'm like totally sabotaging myself the reason you know we have these money blocks is because consciously we want it but then subconsciously there's part of us that doesn't want it and it's driving the bus and it has maybe some negative connotations towards money. So how are these money blocks formed, right? Well, this is mission critical that we dive deep on on when and how these are actually created. And this comes with a simple understanding of the mind 
and our childhood. If this sounds weird, just stick with me for a moment. So in our childhood, basically we have four primary brainwave states that we live by, right? We have beta, which is our conscious waking state. So we have high, mid, and low level beta. High levels of arousal, the conscious mind is driving the bus, and the subconscious mind is not open to new suggestion. And then we have alpha, which is slightly more uh, relaxed, more suggestible. It takes about 60 minutes of watching, uh, sorry, 60 seconds of watching a television program. They call it a television program for a reason because it takes about 60 seconds, one minute of watching TV to slip into alpha state. And in alpha state, the subconscious mind is, is more impressionable and the door to the subconscious is open, right? So then a TV ad plays and it bypasses the conscious mind and the analytical mind into the subconscious. Then you find yourself deeply craving the thing that you're watching on TV, right? So that's alpha state, slightly more relaxed, slightly more suggestible. And then two levels below alpha, we have something called delta, like zero to four hertz, very, very slow. That's our deep sleep state. But in between delta and alpha, we have something called theta. If you can just tattoo this into your brain, that theta brainwave state is something you need to familiarize yourself with. Theta brainwave state is where the door to the subconscious mind is wide open, okay? Wide open. Anything that is consumed during this theta state, any information that goes into the brain during theta state, it gets tattooed into the subconscious mind. It goes right past the analytical mind. It's like getting past the doorman or the gatekeeper to the subconscious mind. And when you are in theta brainwave state, you are so programmable. You're so suggestible. This is why somebody could drink alcohol for 20 years and they can't stop no matter how bad they try. And then they do one session of hypnosis and all of a sudden they look at alcohol and they go, no, thank you. Right? So it's important to understand how these money blocks are formed because in the first seven years of your life, your brain is operating in theta a hundred percent of the time. So all of the information that goes in when you're in childhood in those first seven years, right? All that information that goes in, it goes in completely unedited. There's no, you know, you don't have that rational thinking part of your brain that's going, mm, yes, no, yes, no, okay, maybe, okay, okay. No, everything that goes in is taken literally and this forms what we call a belief system. Now as time goes on, and you know we start to develop that frontal cortex in our brain makes up 40% of our brain it's it's kind of the ceo it's the uh, it's the rational analytical logical problem solving thinking mind right so in those first 7 years though everything that you learned about money becomes your quote unquote reality and our reality is built on a set of beliefs and a set of perceptions right reality is plastic reality is malleable it can change and it comes with a change in our perception and our beliefs. But in those first seven years, everything that you think to be true is being formed. Everything, every conversation you're hearing, every argument you're watching between your parents, maybe if they fought about money, all of a sudden you learn, okay, this is a source of pain and this is something that should be avoided at all costs because I don't want to experience the same pain. And then we're 25 years old and we're trying to figure out why we do the things that we do without understanding that these belief systems are formed 
in those first seven years. So a lot of times, right, and again, uh, this is, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just sharing with you things that I had to learn because I couldn't figure out why I did what I did, right? And I still have a lot of work to do in this area, but this is the most important thing that I've ever learned about money blocks. So when you have these money blocks, they're living in the subconscious mind. They're running on a subconscious program, and no matter how bad you want, you know, the $100,000 a year, the $100,000 a month, or whatever it is, if the subconscious is against it, it will continually sabotage you over and over and over and over. Now, what we also have is something that we call a money story. And our money story is largely based off of self-perception and self-image. So the story that we have, I might say, hey, you know, Janice, tell me about your money story. She goes, well, you know, I work so hard and I work 60 hours a week and I barely keep my head above water and I have $200,000 in debt and I just can't seem to find a way out of this and it seems like no matter what I do, nothing ever works, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, there we go. You know, those are all of the things that you believe to be true. So in order to have a new life, you need to tell a new story. Even if it's not true right now, start telling a different story. It comes to me easily. It comes to me frequently. It comes to me when I'm working and when I'm not working. It comes to me all the time from unexpected sources. Okay, that's a new story. But as long as this person is telling, I can't remember what name I gave her, Janet. Janice, uh, as long as this person or you or me, as long as we're telling the same story over and over and over, right? These are things that we believe to be true. Now we've talked about that part of your brain, the reticular activating system that goes to seek out things that line up with what we believe to be true, right? So we start to go look for circumstances and situations that confirm that what we think is true is actually true. So if we developed a belief in childhood that money's really, really hard to come by, it's hard to, it's hard to keep, it's hard to make, it slips through my fingers, then that's going to be our reality until we become conscious of it, right? Until we start to become conscious of the unconscious. We start to recognize those automatic thoughts that are going on. When you say, okay, this is going to be my first 100K month, and then, and then you're like, that little voice says, no, your dad told you you could never do this. Your mom told you money was bad. You saw your parents fight about money. Please steer clear of this, and it's going to sabotage you over and over. So the next thing that we have, right, are these money beliefs, right? right? Start to write down what are the things that you believe to be true about money. Making money, having money, selling, right, is uh, part of you wants to do really well in your business, but the other part of you is like, selling is bad, selling is wrong, I don't want to be a slimy salesperson. You don't have to be a slimy salesperson. In fact, sales happen when you've created a lot of influence around what you do. They start to happen very naturally. The more value you give to other people, the easier it's going to be to create the money, right? So start questioning what you think is true. Start thinking, okay, is this actually true or is this my perception? And one of my favorite ways to do this is look for people who are experiencing the opposite. So if you think like, yeah, it's just a struggle to barely get by. Okay, well, that could have been your reality up until now, but look at somebody else who this isn't true for. Look at Ellen DeGeneres. Do you think she's grinding it out, working 100 hours a week, struggling to pay her bills? No, she actually lives in a state of affluence and abundance all the time, right? That's just become her natural state. Look at Richard Branson, right? One of the things that he says uh, in 
in one of the, uh, his books that I read is is that he doesn't make he makes a business decision based off of whether it's going to be fun, right? And he said he never goes through with a business opportunity unless it feels like it's going to be a great source of fun. So does he hold a belief that you have to struggle to barely get by? No, he's worth multiple billions of dollars. <laughs> so the last thing is that we all have like a financial thermostat, right? We all have certain amounts of money that we're comfortable earning, comfortable having. And when we start to creep above that thermostat, we're going to find a way until we become really good at getting conscious of the unconscious. We'll probably find ways to cut ourselves back down. And then when we get below that thermostat and we're like freaking out because we don't have enough money, what do we do? Everything in our power to get back to where we're comfortable. And then we go, oh, here we are, back to my comfort zone. Now your comfort zone might be 10 million in the bank, it might be zero, and it might be anywhere in between those two. Maybe it's above 10 million, if if that's the case, uh, would love to meet you. <laughs> so just understanding that that these belief systems are what's creating our reality, and we drag our body through the physical world working harder and harder and harder, and we're just pushing a boulder up the hill and when you start to train the subconscious you're going to start to notice like whoa things don't have to be as hard as i made them out to be right that was just one way of doing things things don't actually have to be this challenging that's just one way of living money is neither good nor bad it is just neutral and if you're scared that more of it is going to make you a bad person then just look at the person you are now because it's just going to magnify the person you are right now, right? If you're really greedy and you're really fearful uh, around money and then you have lots, you're probably just going to put a magnifying glass on greed and fear. But if you're relaxed and you love to give to people and you love to be generous and you like to buy coffee for the person behind you in the drive through at Starbucks or whatever it might be, great. You're just going to have a larger supply to draw from to be generous, Okay. So these are, again, these are just things that I've had to learn the hard way so that I can share them with you then so that you can go through this the not so hard way. How do you reprogram the subconscious and get these money beliefs out of the way? Many, many ways. I mean, repetition is one of them. Just doing something over and over and over and over. You start to train your subconscious. Okay, this is good. This is new. I can do this. It's like how you learn to drive a car or put your shoes on, right? When you learn to drive a car, it was hard at first, but then over time, you know, you learn how to connect the Bluetooth and you learn how to, uh, you know, change the podcast episode. Please don't change this one. Uh, you learn how to change the song. You learn how to do all these things. Well, you just trained, you know, you ingrained muscle memory, right? You, you beat it into the subconscious over time. Uh, hypnosis, so many different ways to train the subconscious. I use tapping. I use EFT because I can do it anytime. And uh, I mean, I just like it. <laughs> I just like it. It works fast. So anyways, I hope that this is starting to shed some light on why we do what we do around money. And a lot of this is emotional, right? When we start to change the emotions we have around money. I mean, five years ago, I couldn't have even had this conversation with you because money was like money might as well have been a four letter word. I was so scared of it. So terrified of it. Right. And when you start to drop that fear around money, you start to realize that it doesn't have to control you. It's just built on these beliefs and these perceptions. So lastly, if you would like a tapping meditation on clearing this fear that you feel around money, because a lot of times we say, yeah, I just want to get to a place where I don't have to worry about money. 
It's like, well, if you're worrying about money now, you're probably going to worry about it later. The first step is actually building that new relationship with money. You can go to jordanolrich.com forward slash money and grab the Money Mindset Tapping Meditation. It's something that I actually made for myself when I went through divorce and my financial life crumbled to ground myself every day. And I love sharing it with other people and I would love to share it with you. So thank you so much for spending this time with me here today. I really, really appreciate it. I hope this was valuable for you and your life. And I just want you to be happy, healthy, and rich, whatever that looks like for you. I don't mean rich just financially. I mean in terms of lifestyle, right? And that's all I have for today. Thank you so much. And I will see you on the next episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. If you've made it this far, it means you are not a dabbler and that you are someone who's truly committed to making a lasting change. If you like what you heard, please leave a rating, comment, or review as it helps me bring this message to more people that need it. If you want to go a step further, this is an invitation to grab a free copy of my book, Authentic Success, at jordanolrich.com forward slash success. Keep your energy up, keep moving forward even when it's scary, and I'll see you on the next episode.